0: Hello and welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. This is Stephen Thompson and this is my experience. This season I'm looking at the leadership through the music of Stevie Wonder and specifically the album Songs in the Key of Life, a groundbreaking album released in 1976 that is still relevant today. This week I'm drawing lessons from the song Joy Inside My Tears. And what I want to talk about is that policy you have at work, in your workplace, the policies should be considerate of people and the result of your policies should equal compassion and comfort we're going to address leadership in a time of crisis both small and large joy inside my tears is a very melancholy song it's a ballad it's also a very powerful song i want to read a couple of the lyrics for you and then i'm going to jump into my lesson that i'm going to be teaching today joy inside my tears. Here's a few lyrics. I've always come to the conclusion that bud is the way of asking for permission to lay something heavy on one's head. So I've tried to not to be the one who'll fall into that line, but what I feel inside I think you should know. And baby that's you, you, you. Made life's history because you've brought some joy inside my tears. And you have done what no one else could be. You've brought some joy inside my tears." Now we're talking about a person here, he's singing about a person who is, he has tears, and tears mean sadness and grief. And what I think is the first important concept here is that the person who came into his life didn't remove those tears, they brought some joy inside of those tears. So the tears existed, and joy came with it. And more practically, the grieving process. Because when there are tears, there is grief. In Judaism, there's a structured period of mourning and grief that depending on a relationship with an individual, it can last for up to a year, the grieving process. And the grieving process is actually structured. And the first important principle of having a structured grieving process is that you have to go through the process. Pain is a process and a healthy processing of pain is important and not removing that pain or the temptation to try to remove the pain whether it be with solutions or even sometimes bad behavior or or medication can be tempting but don't try to do that. And in Judaism the structured mourning period and one little part of it is called the Shiva. And the Shiva, the purpose of it is to create an environment of comfort and community helping guide people through the process so in our workplace in our leadership think about this if there's somebody in my workplace who's going through something i want to be creating a metaphorical shiva a place of community and comfort my leadership am i creating community and comfort for people why is that important to community to 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 create a community of comfort. Create an environment of comfort and not just fill out the paperwork and send them on leave. It's very important. Dr. George Casarigo is a board certified psychologist who practiced over 40 years. He says this, psychology It is imperative That a mourner experiences a gradual normative process of disengagement from the image of the deceased that would additionally help avoiding pathological mourning. He explains that pathological mourning is a delayed mourning process that can eventually become chronic and emotionally disturbing. If mourning becomes chronic and problematic, it can cause serious depression. After more than 40 years of practicing psychiatry, Dr. Casarigo has learned firsthand that it takes many individuals about a year for completion of normal process. A fact that overlaps with the Jewish tradition. So it's not just that the mourning process on a neurological level takes a year only for a person who is Jewish. No, it exists on a neurological level for all of us. For everybody who goes through some sort of pain or some sort of tragedy in their lives, it takes time for you to process that pain, to go through that pain, and to heal from that pain. And if we don't take time to at least acknowledge that, you could end up hurting people, hurting the people that you lead unintentionally. And how do we do that? Well, we know we do that by putting deadlines, putting goals, do more work, forget about the pain, come to work, work through it. Well, neurologically, there's nothing that backs that up. So, structured mourning. And this is what it means here is the whole process, and you can and look this up and re, re, see what it means about sitting Shiva for someone. It's showing up for somebody with your presence. So, in 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 the Hebrew tradition of Shiva, somebody will come and sit at the house with the person who has suffered the loss and they're not coming with solutions they're coming to be there with them I think about some of the worst experiences that occurred in my life and I can think of several that are very very specific and they were very painful and I know a lot of people came to comfort me during those times and I remember today years removed from some of these tragedies. I don't really remember the words that people said. I don't remember the meals that they gave me with. I don't even remember some of the locations that I was at. But I remember who was there. I can see them there with me, sitting, listening, comforting me in the worst times of my life. It's very hard to process tragedies when they occur. I think about this week. I couldn't help but being rocked, and I'm sure everybody was rocked by what happened in Florida. And I had planned to do Joy Inside My Tears before this happened. It just took me longer to release this episode after that happened because I was just, as a school leader, you see these things happen and you think to yourself, at least I do, this could be a school I'm working at. This could be teachers that I know. This could be my son and it scares you to death and I had to go back thinking about how to process this and I wrestled and I, and I just started reading some eulogies. And I read two and I want to read it a little bit from some of them and talk about some of the lessons that I learned. First one was eulogy for the young victims of the 16th Street Baptist church bombing and Martin Luther King delivered this in 1963 on September 18th. This was a funeral service for three of the four girls who were killed in a church bombing. Adam a. Collins, Carol Denise McNair, Cynthia Diane Wesley, they were killed in the bombing. A separate service was held for the fourth victim, Carol Robertson. And I want to read to you what MLK said. A little excerpt from the sermon. Now I say to you in conclusion, life is hard, at times as hard as crucible steel. It has its bleak and difficult moments. Like the ever-flowing waters of the river, life has its moments of drought and its moments of flood. Like the ever-changing cycle of the seasons, life has the soothing warmth of the summers and its piercing chill of its winters. And if one will hold on, he will discover that God walks with him and that God is able to lift you from the fatigue of despair to the buoyancy of hope and transform dark and desolate valleys into sunlit paths of inner peace. And so today you do not walk alone. You gave to this world wonderful children. They didn't live long lives, but they lived meaningful lives. Their lives were distressingly small in quantity, but gloriously large in quality. And no greater tribute can be paid to you as parents, and no greater epitaph can come to them as children than where they died and what they were doing when they died. Take away from this... Don't allow people to walk through pain alone. Also, don't take away, don't believe you have to take on the responsibility of attempting to remove the pain, even at a conscious level or a subconscious level, or feel the anxiety because, you know what, you can't. There's nothing that you can do to take that pain away. There's nothing that you can do to take that pain away. But knowing that you can't take the pain away doesn't mean you avoid those people. Don't let them walk alone. Don't let people walk alone through pain. Barack Obama spoke at the memorial for the victims of the shooting at Sandy Hook. And at the end, this part stuck out to me. All the world's religions, so many of them represented here today, start with a simple question. Why are we here? What gives our life meaning? What gives our acts purpose? We know our time on this earth is fleeting. We know that we will each have our share of pleasure and pain, that even after we chase after some earthly goal, whether it's wealth or power or fame or just simple comfort, we will in some fashion fall short of what we had hoped. We know that no matter how good our intentions, we will all stumble sometimes in some way. We will make mistakes, we will experience hardships, and even when we're trying to do the right thing, we know that much of our time will be spent groping through the darkness, so often unable to discern God's heavenly plans. What I can glean from this speech and this short excerpt is this, and I want to bring it a little bit closer to home and look at it not in the complete context of a a, a large tragedy, but more of what we see on a day-to-day basis. Now we all chase after our goals. We all fall short of what we'd hoped for. We make mistakes, we stumble, and all of our leaders have goals and all of us work with people. And as we're working with people, we're gonna see that people are going to have things happen to them that are painful, that are going to bring tears. This is also from MLK's speech as well. And I want to use this section to bring it down to maybe the level that we are working at on a daily basis. This is what MLK said. May I now say to you, the members of the bereaved families, it is almost impossible to say anything that can soul you at this difficult hour and remove the deep clouds of disappointment which are floating in the mental skies. But I hope you can find a little consolation from the universality of this experience. Death comes to every individual. There is an amazing democracy about death. It is not aristocracy for some of the people, but a democracy for all of the people. Kings die, and beggars die, rich men die, and poor men die. Old people die, and young people die. Death comes to the innocent, and it comes to the guilty. Death is the incrucible common denominator of all men for the purposes of this podcast, remove the word death and insert pain and insert hardship. You see, pain and hardship comes to every individual. I like what he said. It is not aristocracy for some of the people, but a democracy for all of the people. So hard times are going to come to all of us, whether you're wealthy, whether you're poor, Whether you are in leadership, whether you are out of leadership, whatever position you are going to be in, there will be somebody in pain, going through pain, or even yourself will be in pain. Where are you going to be? Where will you be when this happens? Well, here's my takeaway. I have several of them. Number one, be considerate. Implement your policies, but remember the people. In your workplace, someone is going through something, sickness, divorces, financial troubles, caring for an older parent, you ask yourself, are you creating an environment of safety and trust where people can go through it together, or do they hide what they're going through for fear of repercussions, losing their job, losing their status, losing a promotion, losing something that should not be? What is going on in your workplace? if you're a leader and you're putting that type of pressure on other people shame on you shame on you there should be never a reason where somebody has to think that oh my goodness I may lose my job I may lose my promotion if I take the time to heal that should not be what is going on in any workplace be present for those people and give them the time and space they need, even if it means that you as a leader will have to sacrifice and take on more. And that's the point. Being in the joy in somebody else's tears, it means arriving, it means showing up. You don't need to take on the burden of providing a solution to their problems, but you can carry somebody's burden. It's just this simple. One time I was out walking and I saw a man struggling to get a couch onto a truck that somebody had left outside. People do this in LA all the time. They they abandon furniture and a lot of times it's perfectly good furniture. And people will come along and pick it up. And he was struggling to try to get this couch into his truck. And he yelled across the street to me, hey, can you help me? Now, what I didn't do, I didn't pull out my phone and said, hey, you can call up a mover. I didn't pull up a website and say, well, here's a, here's something on simple machines where you can design levers and pulleys and get the couch up on the truck yourself. I didn't pull up a YouTube video. You know what I did? I walked over and I helped him lift the couch and that is what you can do. You can carry somebody else's burdens. Be the joy inside someone's tears this week. Implement your policies, but remember the policies are designed to provide comfort and compassion. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience.